0: Hello, this is the Hardcore Legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Roughhouse Podcast. Yeah. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi Thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph.
1: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast. Episode, what are we at? 318, I believe. I believe,
2: I believe that do be correct.
1: Alright, three eighteen, recording date of March 26, twenty three. Hi, I'm Marty.
2: I'm Christoph. Thank you guys for uh, for listening.
1: The, uh, always, appreciate
2: every all three of you it. yes we click all, play every week <laughs>
1: uh we have a very extensive new edition of uh, the schlegel soapbox yes uh, available on patreon uh, if you want to check in and see how justin's feeling about the world of wrestling pop on over to patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast check that out uh it is a wide-spanning conversation as always uh, including full WrestleMania predictions from us, so we're we're yeah. not going to necessarily get into our predictions there, but we're going to talk about WrestleMania week undoubtedly because we're about to be there. But before that, Chris, yes, there are special moments in this world, you know. Okay. The moon landing, people. Okay, yeah, where they were there. Sure. Yeah. Nine eleven. Yeah. Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis
2: yeah yeah uh jason newstead leaving metallica
1: omega okada
2: sure all three of them
1: but this week chris
2: oh we got the carmina Verana half It's big deal
1: Omega Vikingo. That boy good. Omega Vikingo that live me. on TBS. Yeah man. I mean I I don't even know where where to start with it. Like we knew it was going to be special. Sure, yeah. Big spectacle. We knew it was going to be uh, uh or or at least they were going to try to make a star-making performance happen. For El Eho Del Vikingo live on TBS.
2: Yeah. It Mission was the plan.
1: <laughs> yeah. We know that Omega was taking this very seriously. His first singles match in AEW since he dropped the AEW world title to Hangman Page back at yeah. God, was that all out twenty twenty one? Was that uh, where we were at?
2: Oh man, I don't even remember. It's been like five hundred days. Yeah. Is what they've been saying, over five hundred days.
1: They had a video package that set it up very nicely, putting over yeah. not just, you know, each competitor's skill, but that this match was supposed to happen uh in AAA, but mm-hmm. due to the pandemic, things shut down. Uh Omega, of course, having his injuries, like, they couldn't do it. They never got a chance to run it back. But this night, in of all places, Missouri. Missouri, Live on Dynamite. You had... Probably one of the best wrestlers of his generation and Kenny Omega Mm -hmm. going one on one with someone who will undoubtedly be, if not one of the best wrestlers of his generation, one that will inspire generations to come in Vikingo. And they put together probably the most innovative, bleeding edge, professional wrestling match you can do in 2023.
2: I mean, this... We can thank Kenny Omega for this. This was something that, you know, I think when they were originally supposed to do the match in AAA, something he wanted to do, uh, and I'm sure AAA was very okay with it as well, but Omega making this match happen, uh, and Tony obviously facilitating the the nuts and bolts of everything here, but Kenny doing, you know, the probably one of the best... Um, let your opponent get his shit in and still get the win performances that very <laughs> given Kenny seen. Omega in this in this yeah. match
1: like oh yeah he said we're you know i, I don't know if he literally said it but it it's his actions in this match said we're making a superstar tonight
2: yeah no 100% and that was that's why you know another reason that we have uh, to thank Kenny Omega for his for this match you know his performance in there of selling all the uh, and actually physically Because I know a lot of the stuff that Vikingo does, you need the opponent to be able to do some of this shit to pull it off. And Omega, very uh, athletic and very game, to to do these sorts of things. But there were at least three, but probably closer to five, you know, uh, maneuvers in this match that just left your jaw on the fucking floor.
1: Completely agreed. You know, whether it was... The uh, dragon Rana off the top rope onto mm-hmm. Omega on the apron, mm-hmm. who takes the Rana to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the mo- Every time Kenny Omega takes a poison Rana, it's yes. gorgeous, because he's one yes. of those guys who waits for that last second to do the snap, uh-huh. and incredible. Uh, the avalanche Frankensteiner from the top, where Kenny said, fuck this, I'm landing on my forehead yeah um,
2: <laughs> the, the imploded uh it was like an imploded rana or yeah imploded
1: uh, rana i think there was an imploded for uh phoenix splash yeah uh and probably the a number one uh in terms of what's gonna be on a highlight reel was yeah. the running one-legged 630 to the outside putting right. omega through a table
2: yeah from, yeah, running, leaping with one leg onto the second rope. Yes. And then getting the, the rotations to, to and the uh, the physics behind it, I just, my mind can't comprehend. I'm yeah. just going to the outside, doing the rotations, hitting the 630, and then landing, I mean, as I would imagine as smooth as it, it could have. Maybe had he gotten a little more distance, his neck wouldn't have hit the corner of the apron as the, uh, the Justin Roberts angle. Um, oh, my God. Uh, showed, but man, it, it's it was uh, a a show stopping performance and showcase for this. He's like what twenty five or something,
1: something like that. I mean, granted, there. that makes him old as fucking Lucha years, but fuck still, this guy, uh,
2: <laughs> young he, bastard, get fucked.
1: <laughs> you, you can't you can't you really telling. picture a better debut. Yes, as we dig into, we especially on the the Schlegel soapbox episode, yeah. You know, the fact that it was very quickly compartmentalized and sort of pushed yes. away for the continued BCC elite angle. Not great. Um, and I, I want to see some sort of follow up this week on on Dynamite, you know, even if it's just a highlight package. Yeah. Um, but that made a star like from mm-hmm. from my own personal experience of, you know, watching wrestling growing up the closest comparisons I can think of uh, Ray Mysterio's debut against Dean Malenko and WCW, mm-hmm. because I missed his ECW matches. You know, I, I didn't know who a Ray Mysterio was yeah. all of a sudden there's this guy who's dressed like, and wrestling like fucking Spider-Man and blowing yeah. my mind, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the early uh, light heavyweight WWF title days with Takamu Shinoku and, and great Sasuke, um, you know, just, there are all these, little moments in time where it's just like this person pops up. And yes, they they probably have this legacy in front of them. And I've seen some Vikingo prior to this. Mm -hmm. I'm not a hardcore Lucha Watcher, but, you know, I made the time like uh, him and Phoenix and, uh, you know, him and um, uh, there was like a six way he was in with Bandito and some other guys. You know, I've made time to watch some of his work, but this was the greatest hits. This was like Beatles on Ed Sullivan level, just like we are going to show the world who we are and what we do and how well we do it. And uh, like I I felt like since January 4th that Omega Osprey was like the match that everyone else is going to be trying to touch. Right. (laughs) And you could argue that, yeah, it's still up there because there's there's a little bit more to chew on. With there the is. Legacy of both guys, and you know their their professional competitiveness and what have you.
2: They're also two very different matches, but yes,
1: right. But this was th- this is the type of match, like uh, to bring up Osprey again, Osprey Ricochet a few years ago, yeah, where you grab people who don't like pro wrestling, who have never watched pro wrestling, who you know maybe aren't into it. You show them this. If nothing else, they will respect the incredible near perfect athleticism of both guys to make that work
2: yeah it yeah was i mean incredible it, it it was you know you're talking about kenny having the match with osprey earlier in the year and then he's like all right hold my kombucha i got yeah. this and then he brings in vikingo and it's just you know a non-stop lucha spot fest which yeah admittedly is 100% my shit so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, i'm sure i enjoyed this more than you know most <laughs> uh sure. it was it was exactly what i wanted it to be uh, you know and you know again aside from the kingo losing you know mm-hmm. it, it, which you know it, he didn't need to <laughs> yeah the only
1: the only argument i've heard that makes sense for him losing is oh this gives him an excuse to run uh, triple Mania Mega Championship match, or Triple or A, excuse me, Triple A oh, Mega, championship, mega match championship match at championship Triple Mania match. between Omega and Vikingo. You know, make that the the run.
2: Better. Yeah, I mean, but you still could have done that without having him lose. Sure, sure. But also, you know, Triple A agreeing to have their world champion lose on national TV yeah. is a is a big deal too.
0: Very it's like big loss deal. over
2: okay. that. Um, but yeah, that would be like MJF showing up on uh New Japan Strong and,
1: <laughs> and Yeah. And losing to Fred Rosser or something. <laughs> yeah, very very wild. But I I was just dumbfounded. I, I, I had a had a gut feeling it was gonna be a good match, I had a, a gut yeah. feeling that it was gonna be one of those, you know, really cool moments. And let us not ignore the embarrassment of riches we have in terms of weekly professional wrestling. Uh, just the matches that get put out there now that you kind of yawn and shrug at are at such an elite level, pardon the pun compared to just a few years ago that uh, it's amazing. Also that a match like this got to breathe and got to feel like a bigger to do and, and what have you. And it was on uh, a very, very good dynamite. I thought dynamite this week was amazing as undoubtedly we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, But, this match is like this this is going in like my personal lexicon of like favorite matches ever because wow. it, okay. it, it is so much of what I love about pro wrestling yeah the, just the 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 physicality of it all the innovation of it all the the ability to transcend language style regionality whatever that you can make this. Really awesome physical thing that can turn thousands of people into you know just jaw agape cheering fans just out of media pro wrestling like it it's I I I loved it and uh, yeah just so good
2: I mean if I'm Tony I am putting this entire match you know you know with the picture and picture stuff that happened you know up on youtube yeah, and you know letting the world uh enjoy this in case they missed the show on wednesday and you know it, you you got to you got to um capitalize on the word of mouth that's uh, uh that's being you know spread God, that, about that, that this would be a brilliant
1: thing to do just in general with some of the the top matches over the years on dynamite i know yeah. there's probably someone going like well wait 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 till we have the streaming deal from whoever i get mm. it
2: yeah, but, but,
1: you know, you could be turning this into to money for yourself right now.
2: Yeah, um, T- take them down once you have the streaming service up. I don't yeah. give a shit, but for now, let us see this shit again.
1: Yeah, like, I would love to run back, pack Omega's Iron Man match. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, was in the same building yes. as Omega Vikingo this week. Just awesome, awesome stuff, and yeah. uh, I was blown away, but... At the same time, we've got a very, very big week ahead of us. It all kicks off on Monday. It's time for, let's see which theme we're going to go with. How about this one?
2: (laughs) All right. How How about this one? Oh, man, that brings back some memories. You have uh, a, Peter Gabriel's big time. Uh, oh, I don't have chance? that, but
1: I got this one, Chris. Oh, okay. Oh, brother, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get copyright. <laughs> YouTube won't enjoy that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that's why you only play it for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's WrestleMania week. Uh, it, it is here. Uh, regardless of how you feel about WrestleMania, the show mm-hmm. as it stands right now, we talk about it. Go through all the matches on Schlegel's soapbox. On paper, there's some very good stuff. There's some very yeah. unimportant stuff. Yes, it's like every mania the past few years, and I, I definitely feel like you know, gun to head. Will they put together a good show? Sure, it's WrestleMania. I I, I can't think of that many truly bad WrestleManias. They exist. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but out of we did a whole
2: bracket about it a couple years ago. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Uh, but, you know, out of 39 attempts or whatever it is, if you count, you know, the two days of Mania the past few years as two separate yeah. ones, it's been a pretty good track record, you know? Yeah. um, I think it's going to be a really good show, but at the same time, the it, it turns into fucking Woodstock of wrestling as every single company in the world goes, screw it, we're going to embark on whatever city WrestleMania is at and run these massive dream cards. Yeah, except for AEW. Except for AEW. Um, <laughs> intentionally, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, and PWG weirdly enough choosing not to run. Uh, really? In, yeah. Uh Mania's in Los Angeles. There's many shows happening at the PWG uh, home base of the Globe Theater in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but they specifically decided not to run Mania weekend. Interesting. Um but just Front to back, there's a bunch of wrestling starting. I mean, technically, Mania Week starts Monday with Raw. Yeah, and then, the Go Home Raw. Uh, yeah. The Go Home NXT, because they're going to have the Stand and Deliver show on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, okay. But, you know, you've got the Hall of Fame. Interesting lineup this year. I've um, only heard, like, two names. It's, uh, it's Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Um, uh, Great Muda.
2: Yeah, those are the only two names I've heard. Uh, Who else have they announced?
1: Uh, unofficially, um, I've heard Stacy Keebler's being brought uh, being put in. Okay. But also, Ray Mysterio is being put in.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: is that the first time a, an inductee of the weekend is having a match uh, during the show?
1: That's a great. That's a great question. I don't know, because Angle did he go in before he was. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay.
2: okay. No, yeah, no. No, it was after. after he had. Okay. As even after his TNA run, I think.
1: Well, I mean, because he had his, his comeback run where he went against Corbin at Mania and all that. Right. Like, I was there for that Was term. he in the Hall of Fame prior to that? Uh,
2: I don't remember. I don't
1: know. But in general, I think you might be right that it is the first, yeah. at least, full time competitor that is uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um it's a weird lineup. Uh I mean Kaufman, I get why they're doing it, but he never worked WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all Memphis. Um Muda again worked NWA. Yeah. Uh but this N W C W N W C W. Uh but it sounds like this was a trade-off of okay, yeah, I'll come be part of the Hall of Fame, give me Nakamura to yeah. have a match with on my, you know, a farewell oh, tour bye-bye sh- bye-bye show <laughs> yes um stacy kiebler just feels like i don't know we need a woman <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but I, I she had a
2: notable career sure I, I wouldn't
1: necessarily call it hall of fame worthy but yeah. I, yeah and she's a local girl done good so you know yeah uh, hats yeah. off to her um
2: catholic high class of uh 2001
0: yeah uh
1: <laughs> all
2: right uh two no 97. 97
1: okay um but still
2: uh, choosing my sister's place, that's how i know oh this.
1: okay that's how. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah that makes sense um it's not a bad lineup it's just a weird lineup but in addition to all of the wwe stuff two nights of mania smackdown on friday uh nxt saturday afternoon aforementioned hall of fame uh there's the entire collective which mm-hmm. is GCW side of things, all of which is going to be on fight plus. Mm-hmm. So you can drop the, I think they bumped their price up just in time to seven. Bucks yeah, right. Instead of oh, five.
2: You bastards.
1: Yeah, I know. Um,
2: also ring of honor show on Friday. Yeah. And ring of honor has got a, yeah. got a
1: hell of a show plan for Friday uh, as they're doing the super card of honor. Um,
2: but that's like in Texas or something though. Isn't no, 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 it? no it's, it's oh, going to be in, in California.
1: In yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you got the return of Kota Ibushi as he works Bloodsport and oh, Joey Spring Break. Uh, you've got the old no big gay
2: brunch for uh, for Kota Ibushi.
1: Not yet. We'll see what happens over the course of the weekend.
2: The king of the Twink Altman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the the super card. From High Spots, which is always filled with crazy matches, we've got yeah. uh, the Impact New Japan show, which got switched up last minute because of the injuries to people like Josh Alexander, Will Ospreay, and Mickey James. That's going to be headlined by Speedball against Hiroshi Tanahashi, which should be pretty fucking oh, rad. Oh, shit! Yeah. It was originally going to be Ospreay Speedball, and then uh, uh, Tana's stepping up in Ospreay's absence. It's the ace, um, baby. Yeah, but... Let's look at that Ring of Honor card right quick, uh, because okay. that is absolutely nuts. Uh I have it on one of these tabs here. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, yes. Uh so it's gonna be headlined by Claudio Castagnoli defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Eddie Kingston, which yeah. they've done a great job of building on a show that no one watches.
2: Yeah, I watched like the five minute sit down interview with Caprice yeah. and those two, and it was it was fantastic. I Man, Claudio just really leans in uh, to being the dickhead, and I love it. Um, and, you know, for as much as has been made over the course of his career of, you know, English isn't his first language and he's hard to understand. Like, no, no, this guy, this guy is, is eloquent as fuck for uh, a Swiss guy.
1: Yeah, he, he's blowing up all aspects of this brass ring bullshit. Which yeah. People have known it's right. bullshit for quite some time. But yeah. He's showing just how good he is and how impeccable he can be. And he, and he comes off like a world champion now. Yeah. So tip of that to him, but also him and Eddie with Eddie always sort of blurring the lines of reality and wrestling and everything. And Caprice is doing the Lord's work uh, on, on the Ring of Honor broadcast team. So uh, that was a great segment. We've got. We were just talking about him. El hijo del Vikingo will be defending the AAA Mega Championship against another guy who wowed on Dynamite recently, Commander.
2: Hell yeah, let's go.
1: Which should be fucking <laughs> wild. Uh, they reach for the Sky Ladder match for the Ring yes. of Honor World Tag Team titles. Uh, it's going to be the Lucha Bros versus Top Flight versus the okay. Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus Roosh and Drillistico. Should be rad as fuck.
2: I mean who you who you picking from that? Like I I, I go Lucha Bros, but obviously I'm biased. Uh
1: I, I could see Lucha Probably Bros.
2: Rush and Dr- Drillistico.
1: Rush and Drillistico would make sense. I think if they want to like anoint a next gen sort of thing, Top Flight is Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions has a nice ring to it. I
2: don't I don't disagree.
1: Basically every team has an upside there to me except for the kingdom.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that offense one of the biggest downsides
2: of all time in Matt Taven.
1: I know I shit on them a lot. I feel like they've actually done a pretty decent job in their time in AEW slash Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, so they're not in the main event fucking spot where they don't exactly. belong. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs>
2: Tony um, realized
1: that. We've also got the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, Joey Samoe defending against Mark Briscoe. Oh. I assume Mark is going to win here. Uh, you know, okay. The big uh, the big uh, onion-cutting moment for the crowd there. Did... uh, I don't... I mean, I, I didn't watch... Everything in Ring of Honor, but
2: even mm-hmm. like in Joe's return, I don't remember them. I remember Joe had a big program with Jay Briscoe yes. when when the when Joe came back from WWE and mm-hmm. uh, and Jay was champion that I remember. But I don't remember Mark and, and Joey Samoe having a lot of I mean, I'm sure I make a Mick, uh, random tag match here or there. Yeah. But solo. Matches,
1: I can't remember if they've done a singles match before. Interesting, um, because I know Jay was built up as a contender like during Joe's first run. I can't remember if, like, on a double shot weekend, because that's what Ring of Honor used to always do, if they did, like, yeah. you know, a tease of what the main event is at the next show, you know, yeah, Mark yeah. versus Joe. I can't remember if they ran that at any point, but, I mean, those guys yeah, are going to no, go for hard, that. So. Yeah. Um, and not officially announced, but hinted at, uh, storytelling-wise, throughout this run of Ring of Honor TV, uh, we've got Wheeler Yuta defending the pure title uh, against katsuyari fucking Shibata, which oh yeah, is unreal. If it Wild. happens, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Athena defending the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Yuka Sakazaki, which okay uh, could be very very good. Apparently,
2: um, Athena's been like straight murdering people in the good way. Yes, yes. It's she she's good.
1: figured out what to do and how yeah. to saw down that nerdy edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a killer card. People. Like every single Ring of Honor pay per view under Tony Khan has been honestly incredible yeah i, I think this is going to be another one we can shit on the dude's weekly television and we do and we will yeah. but always delivers on pay-per-view
2: yeah yeah that's, that's, a, that's a hell of a card man um, yeah it,
1: it, it's it's hard to fuck with yeah.
2: um
1: you know we'll see how the the rest of the weekend plays out there's always an mvp of the weekend who pops up out of nowhere yeah I know Mike Bailey's like on 12 different shows or some shit this weekend. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, You know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But if if you are a fan of pro wrestling, uh, this this is your Super Bowl, Uh, not just mania itself, but the entire uh, powder keg surrounding it. All of this amazing pro wrestling for the next few days.
2: I mean, yeah, one one of my big questions is where does Jay White pop up? If anywhere, good
1: point. Good point. He hasn't officially, to anyone's knowledge, signed anywhere. It sounded like he's yeah. between WWE and AEW. They always like to have a guy in the front row at an NXT show. Oh God! But like, why would you have him? You know, go
2: through out, NXT. Yeah, yeah. Learn. Yeah, the, the fight, Braun Breaker. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. He headlined I, the fucking Tokyo Dome. Get fucked. Yeah,
1: but also I don't <laughs> know where you would slot him in in the main roster. I like. I can't think of because I mean, he's out still
2: if if Cody wins on uh, night two and mm-hmm. then, you know, you hear the switchblade theme pop up. They have some history and because uh, they, they feuded over the IWGP U.S. championship uh, back when it was first there. So they definitely have some history in their New Japan days when Cody was there.
1: Very true. Well, speaking of New Japan, let me go ahead and hit this button uh there we go Bam. new japan had a very big week this week as the new japan cup is officially in the books mm-hmm. and uh sonata now a member of just five guys
2: burgers and fries uh
1: ends up taking the victory and um he's got a brand new look he's shaved yeah. off the piss beard Uh, Looks five years younger. Yeah. Ten uh, years younger. Yeah. Also appears to be chiseled from granite, his jaw.
2: Yeah. Strong Uh, straw line
1: there. Yeah. uh, He looks like a superstar. So uh, kudos to him. It was him and David Finley in the finals. Right. um, As they continued, you know, the the push of David Finley. But, of course, Sonata ends up winning. Obviously. uh, Especially because the finals were in his hometown. Um, Mm. But now we have the bill to Sakura Genesis in April which is going to be headlined by Sonata versus Okada. Do you, Chris, think this is the time they finally pull the trigger on Sonata?
2: If there's ever a time to do it, this is it. Yeah. Um. You know, they're out of their 50th year anniversary celebration thing. So there's, you know, that no need for Okada to, to cover the uh, championship for that. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's now or never. If, if, if Sonata loses here, then he's never becoming the world champ in, in, in New Japan.
1: No disagreement here. It's his moment. It's his time. He's got to make it work.
2: Take the Um, momentum. New look, new faction, you know, go
1: for it. Okada can drop the fall, man. Like, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He'll, he'll be
2: okay. Sonata could use it. You know, they've done, you know, fuck evil was champion, was world champion. Yeah. So if evil can do it yeah multiple times well, i thought it was just one rain uh he did and they it, it
0: yeah they it
2: that's right yeah yeah no sonata even of those two sonata is the better <laughs> yeah choice than evil so yeah if, if evil can do it then uh, sonata can
1: do it completely agreed um in terms of where we're going from here there's a uh during the road Two tour um, we're going to have, uh, Aaron Hanare challenging Shingo Takagi for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. God, come on, uh, Shingo. That'll be on April 2nd. On <sighs> April 3rd, uh, Red Narita, Minoru Suzuki, and El Desperado will be defending the never six-man titles against Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if House of Torture is going to end up with the six-man belts there, but, uh, the Sakura Genesis card is absolutely stacked with title matches. Obviously, there's your, your standard multi-person tags. Um, mm-hmm. Cobb, Hanare, and Akira against Evil, Yujiro and Shio, Tama Tonga, Hikaleo, and Master Wado against Kenta, David Finley, and El Phantasma. uh, Naito, Shingo, and Bushi against Taishi, uh, Taichi, Yoshinobu, Kanamaru, and Doki. But then the title matches are straight bangers. You got Zack Sabre Jr. defending the TV Championship against Shota Amino, who okay. looks like they're getting behind again.
0: Let's go, shooter. Uh
1: For the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles, Goto and Yoshihashi are defending against Aussie Open, and this might be Aussie Open's time.
2: God, I can't believe, what are they, Bishamon still yeah. have the fucking titles? Jesus,
1: yeah. Strap up Aussie Open already. Kimuromu Takahashi will be defending the junior heavyweight championship against Robbie Eagles, who just joined the TMDK uh, group Oh, as led by uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Mercedes Monet will be defending the women's championship against, from stardom, Azumi and Hazuki. It'll be a triple threat. Okay. And, of course, Okada will be facing Sonata. Uh, this is uh, just a double back. This is Monet's second match of three. She is contracting. signed on for. for okay, so uh, I think she's supposed to work a Stardom show in April as well, and then that's it for now. For this
2: current contract, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if it's going to get stretched out. If yeah, uh, she was she did a Comic Con appearance last weekend where she was saying, you know, maybe I'll enter a Forbidden Door. Uh so, I mean,
2: God, yeah, obviously Tony's probably chomping at the bit to throw her in there.
1: Yeah. Um, and just kind of related, Kyrie is totally freelance now. Her oh stardom deal is up so she can work anywhere. She'll continue working okay. for Stardom, but she's talked about a number of people she wanted to wrestle in both Aew and WWE. So I don't know what's gonna happen there. Kyrie and, in Aew would be pretty fucking cool.
2: I mean, Kyrie, Jamie, Hater. Good lord!
1: It's one of the matches she oh. said she wanted. So
2: yeah, or and or Tony Storm.
1: Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Also, loudy. But hey, let's talk about that—that that their company that had themselves a hell of a week. <laughs> who knew?
2: <laughs> was an exasperated sigh.
1: Who knew the level of unintentional puppeteer-like strings a dave Meltzer could pull
2: oh we're talking about the punk thing here huh
1: yeah we are okay so for those who avoided the big controversy of this weekend first of all congratulations <sighs> you're not as tragically online as i am yeah but same here's where it started so Wednesday into Thursday because they always record very late at night yeah they did the standard post dynamite uh, wrestling observer radio record and one of the topics that Dave wanted to get into was CM Punk and what was kind of interesting was the angle that he was taking it from and he didn't show his hand or say any reason why it just he, he talked about it because like punk has been making little comments on Instagram and stuff on like other workers pages and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about reading um, uh, the Steve Kern book and I read this passage about how like, Oh, Steve Kern and somebody they fought in Memphis and Lawler just sat him down. They talked it out and they worked out a big angle. So it seemed like it felt like punk was laying some groundwork
0: mm-hmm. for,
1: for what could happen next. Dax Harwood, as we all know, has basically been just ringing the bell nonstop on his podcast about we need to figure this out. Everybody needs to be bigger men. Whatever.
2: That guy loves the fucking talk.
1: God, does he ever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Says
2: the two guys who 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 are talking right now in their
1: basements. Uh, But I also don't shove my foot all the way down to my ankle in my mouth every week. Uh, Some weeks. Are you that that flexible? uh, We'll see. Um
2: Coming up on Patreon, Marty <laughs> tries to put yeah. his foot in his mouth, literally. Yeah, that,
1: that, that's a $45 show feet tier. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> anyway, Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave does his whole thing about why it would probably be foolish to bring CM Punk back.
2: <laughs>
1: this is the most he's taken aside on anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But he was talking about, you know, sort of historically like, okay, yeah. Guys' contracts used to be based on house show money. Guys' contracts used to be based on hot angles. Now everyone has just a standard contract. They make the money they make. You know, if AEW was in dire straits, if AEW was clearly not valued by the network, which of course they're they're Definitely about to seem premiere to be. their third show and possibly fourth show. Yeah, on WBD programming, so. Clearly, they're valued. Well, like
2: we, we're not counting rows at the top here.
1: Uh, true, true. Um, so I guess it would be fifth and sixth, respectively. Yeah. Um, there's this. There would be this need to bring in someone to to pop the interest. Yeah. But now, what would be the point? You'd be pissing off people backstage. So this started a conversation on the message board of the Wrestling Observer site.
0: And in that,
1: (laughs) intentionally or not, Dave dropped a bit of news that no one knew before. Oh, geez. Which was, Chris, do you remember prior to All Out, there was that random dynamite where they ran Punk versus Moxley? Uh Uh-huh. And Mox did the job, excuse me, Punk did the job for Mox in like 30 seconds. The squash, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So apparently when that went down, punk agreed to the idea. Then per the story told by Dave, Dave Meltzer. Punk didn't like it. He got cold feet and he sent a legal letter to Tony Khan saying he didn't want to do the job. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> tk uh, talked to him you know they obviously because of how it played out, out they figured yeah. it out but this infuriated mox infuriated that sense him yeah so that got out and of course the internet was all a flutter and this made punk throw out a message on instagram in his instagram stories stories yeah which got quickly deleted said
2: <clears throat> a very frequently screen grabbed
1: yes said and i quote sigh always a good way to start i wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet their plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view i sat and listened to moxley's rocky three idea excuse me rocky three idea i explained how i'd never seen a rocky movie and i thought the idea sucked but if the boss wanted to do it whatever He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. Let's pause there. Punk never experienced that? (laughs) Wasn't that the entire issue with him uh, and a lot of people in WWE?
2: Oh, that, yeah.
1: Anyway. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this is what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There are plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again.
2: Oh, he's the victim. Yeah. CM Punk. Ever the victim, CM Punk.
1: Yeah. So, of course... Where people were starting to see, like, hey, maybe there's an olive branch happening here. Maybe guys are figuring it out. Maybe, maybe CM Punk's going to come on back and everybody's going to be a big happy family once again. The fuck they are.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: Not happening. And I got to say, there, there are fewer people in this world that I have been a big fan of who have absolutely ruined my goodwill quite like one CM Punk.
2: Multiple times, yeah. like it's it's real. Uh, uh, it's a vicious cycle with this guy.
1: You've really seeing how far down the rabbit hole goes, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand any of this. I, I really don't. Like the only thing that makes any sense to me, like, in terms of him having an issues, if he really wasn't cleared to do that match, to do that shot, I get it. He's got trauma, all that, fine. But, like, why do you need to send a legal letter? Why do you – why do you – why do you need to involve lawyers in this shit?
2: Because that's who he is, man. Yeah. This is who he's become, embittered uh, by this world, this business, throughout all these years. Uh, that's who he feels he needs to be, and that's who he's become. And that's why, you know, uh, he's toxic to that <laughs> locker room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. i I see no reason to bring him back now, man. Like – If there were odds of him coming back, I imagine they're gone now. I I, I don't think it's going to happen. It Um, could still happen. Yeah, it is a pro wrestling business, and everyone figures out the shit. But goddamn. Uh, Watching this play out is just so sad. Especially when you remember they're all adults.
2: Punk is a messy, drama-addicted bitch. Yeah.
1: Okay? That's
2: just just who he is. You know? And he... He can't find a, uh, uh, a statement that he doesn't want to throw some snide remark or make himself the victim to. That's just kind of how he is. And, you know, this is what we should come to expect from him at this point in, uh, in his career, uh, if it's over, <laughs> which, is, you know, there are I certainly say, indications that it might I, be.
1: I will say, just sort of to the left of this, sourcing is a little sketchy on this, so don't take it as gospel. But there was a sub story going around. That apparently when Regal showed up at Revolution last year, mm-hmm. FTR and Punk were really getting on him about being Hunter's boy. What are you doing here? Aren't you Hunter's boy? So, you know, sounds like they uh, they might have been some assholes in and of themselves.
2: Or FTR Hunter's boys.
1: Also, isn't F- uh, FTR or Dax more accurately? The guy who's sitting there being like, oh, no, when we did the the Raw 30th Anniversary show, everybody was really mean to us.
2: Yeah. 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 Three peas in a pot are FTR and punk.
1: Yeah. So weird.
2: They deserve so each other. So dumb.
1: I don't get it. And the thing that's funny is, especially when you look back, not that there weren't issues, but just like. Look at AEW when they started Mm-hmm. All the way through like literally punk's return to professional mm-hmm. wrestling. It really wasn't messy. Like the worst things you heard about in the locker room were more comical.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: uh G- Jimmy Havoc has too many drinks at Jimmy's famous seafood and Excalibur has to shoot on him. Yeah. Uh I forgot about that. I mean, yeah, I also Havoc. like there was the the Jimmy Havoc uh speaking out thing and all of that. But yeah. I mean what else happened? B Priestley and I forget the name of the other British woman. They, they had a fight backstage. Yeah. Eve at least didn't sell for people.
2: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: There wasn't much that got out there. as like, Oh, this is well, this Thunder
2: Rosa too. But oh, yeah. That was after. That was after punk returned.
1: But then there, you know, punk comes in and, and suddenly it's like guys are punching Sammy Guevara in the face. nonstop.
2: I mean, you know that I can't really hold fault. To anybody for doing
1: <laughs> But then also if you if you take that step it. back, let's go to the start of this conversation. Punk posted about, oh, Steve Kern and this other guy uh in in Memphis, they
2: uh-huh. got
1: sat down, and they figured it out. Let us uh-huh. not forget that more than punching three EVPs in the face, he went out in front of the press and motherfucked the entire company.
2: Including the the owner who was sitting right next to him, taking it like a bitch. Yeah, that's a bitch.
1: That was the problem.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying that's a big fucking problem.
1: That the fight was a good thing, but I'm saying if you want to talk about where the problem started, it was there.
2: Yeah, look, if I was Omega in the Bucks I'd have been pissed. Yeah, watching that shit happen too. Yeah, bearing your entire roster and and you know them management.
1: Yeah, like. Then, then, what is this even for, Phil? What do you, what are you even doing? You know, congratulations, you have the belt of a company that you just said is bullshit. Right. What yeah. does that mean now? Yeah. Anyway, Dynamite ruled this week. Very good show. Fantastic show. We talked about the main event already, but it started strong as hell, as it was a six-man tag team match. Face team of Sting, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy against the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. First, I want to say I really like Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blade as a group.
2: I I I'm with you on that. But has there been anybody who has changed alliances more time in AEW history than the Butcher and the Blade?
1: They've always said they're for hire.
2: So uh, I know uh, they, they I have know. that they,
1: storytelling they, out. But I agree, they do. But
2: man, yeah, these guys are just. You know, they'll team with anybody. They'll beat up any baby face you got.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh. But yeah, OC and Sting and Darby were a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Um. Sting still amazes me with, uh A, how over he is, and B, how willing he is to take, like, being thrown into the fucking guardrail at 64 oh, yeah. years old.
1: Yeah. Uh, and That's also, shout out him doing the Orange Cassidy spots. Uh, yeah. Showing he is an old timer who gets it.
2: Definitely. I mean, they had a confrontation a year or two ago where he did the the lazy chest pound thing and it got over then and it got over here as well. Uh, And, I, you know, I popped for all of it, too. Uh, It was it was it was a very fun opener and it continues the streak of Orange Cassidy just opening up dynamite with a banger.
1: Yeah. Love it.
2: He's he's literally the MVP of, of AEW.
1: Yeah. Hard to argue against it. Um, oh, forgot to mention, show actually kicked off with a WCW Nitro-esque angle where uh,
2: yeah. the
1: Bucks were being taken away in ambulances. Uh, yeah, no the intro. The was page uh, was going with them.
2: No um, theme song intro. No yeah. here comes boom. Um,
1: we had a video package putting over Vikingo and Kenny Omega. Uh-huh. Um, Excalibur said he received a text message from Brandon Cutler who uh, said that it was the Blackpool Combat Club who attacked the Bucks.
0: Mhm.
1: Now are we taking what Brandon Cutler said is truth or is it something bigger? Who's Yeah. We had the Guns face top flight guns defending the AEW tag team titles. This was a fine match, but goddamn is it underlining that even though the Guns are champions, they're not ready to be in this role. Yeah. yeah. They're Agreed. They should be lower card shithead heels. That eventually get to this point. The fact that the rockets been strapped to them so fast just they're they're not ready.
2: Nepo babies.
1: <laughs> get out that silver spoon. Let's go. Yeah. Um
2: I do love mm-hmm. the thing I love about the guns isn't even something that they've done. It's the fact that the the ass, ass boy chant from Danhausen has caught on to such a degree that whenever They're coming out and their theme song is actually pretty good, but it is just drowned out by chance of ass boy that will. I'm sure that whenever they walk by Dan House and backstage, they're just thinking, I just want to stuff this motherfucker in a locker and and put a combination lock on that. nobody knows the combo to
1: at the same time, though. It did get them super over, so there's that. It, no,
2: it, it, it did, but man, to be known as an ass boy, that's... uh
1: Yeah, probably not the best. Uh, probably
2: weigh in on your psyche a little result. bit.
1: Um, yeah. Kingdom got involved, uh, which uh, cost the match for Top Flight. Top Flight and Kingdom brawl to the back, and uh, the guns uh, are in ring, but then FTR's music hits, they come to the ring. This leads to a back and forth on the microphones between the guns and FTR. Long story short, the guns want a uh, AEW tag team title match. If they lose, they will leave AEW.
2: Yeah, way to telegraph it, guys. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. wink, wink. <laughs> Who's the shorter one, Austin?
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes.
2: Uh, I, I'll credit when credits due. He's pretty good on the stick.
1: He is. Colton, Colton
2: ha- yeah, not, not so much. <laughs> Austin, definitely comfortable to 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 a good level uh on on the stick. So, you know. I don't like much about them,
1: but uh
2: I'll I'll give them a compliment when it's due.
1: Renee Pacquette was backstage with Jade and her assortment of flunkies. And your boys mm-hmm. called it. Smart Mark Sterling is officially cease and desisting tie Valkyrie for the use of the jaded, so she doesn't get to use that anymore. Uh, yeah. And the intent was uh uh the C and D was gonna be given to Tyre herself this Friday on Rampage. And then in a nice transition, Renee said Stokely Hathaway was wrestling next and everyone cracked up at the possibility of it. <laughs> so we had Hook versus Stokely Hathaway in an no DQ match. Yep. I have no notes. This was perfection from front to back. <laughs>
2: Everybody played their part perfectly, including Bryce and Justin Roberts, who, again, not one uh, that not one who typically receives compliments from me. But uh, his delivery of this is just a receipt
0: receipt
1: <laughs> from Wingstop, from In that Wingstop. perfect, that perfect <laughs> announcer. Wingstop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, voice. Uh, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, those yeah. who missed it. Uh, so <laughs> Stoke comes out. He's rocking basically Nation of Domination gear. Uh huh. Uh, uh-huh. He's flanked by everyone uh on on the firm uh he has his i guess game face on he gets into the yeah. ring and explains that he's actually not clear to compete, and he's retiring today, yeah, and he pull he produces his note from doc Simpson, which <laughs> doc is doc Simpson oh sorry doc Simpson uh, <laughs> that that says he is sick. In Sharpie marker on the aforementioned wing stop receipt. Yeah. Just a wonderful
2: piece of work right there.
1: So the match must happen anyway. Out comes Hook. And basically just whips Stokesley's ass from pillar to post for like three to five minutes. Tossed yeah. him into the guardrail. Great stuff. Uh, beating him up on the outside. Bringing a piece of guardrail into the ring. Mm-hmm. Hitting a Tazplex. Everything. It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um Hook ends up getting the red rum and of course goes over. Backstage, Matt Hardy convinces Ethan Page that he should go after the FTW title as Matt Hardy by proxy continues to get revenge on the rest of the members of the firm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's good work.
1: Yeah. This is this is a perfect segment. Adam Cole comes out, Baby Talks about his uh in ring day butt, or I guess return, or return uh next week. Yeah. Uh, He talks about AEW All Access, which got a sneak preview last night. I don't know if my DVR caught it. I'll have to see. I'll have to check it out. Um, But it's the same episode that's going to air this Wednesday, so I'll check it out either way. Anyway, uh, he cuts promo about, you know, needing to decide who's going to go against that sort of thing. And out comes Daniel Garcia. Garcia Mm -hmm. clad in all black like he's Masahiro Chono. (laughs) Comes out, challenges Adam Cole to be Adam Cole's opponent for his return next week. Among his accolades, he talks about how he's he's had more TV main events than anyone else. How he's, you know, beaten all these different people. And he's a pretty damn good professional Mm
2: -hmm.
1: sports entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. Thought it was really well done. Uh, Garcia i don't know if he's entirely found his lane yet for his heel character but he's really good on the mic and i gotta give him his props for that
2: yeah i mean the overdramatic accent is yeah. just detestable in the in the right ways that a shithead heel should be mm-hmm. um so it, it was effective in that and his tweets are still top 10
1: notch. out of 10 10 out of 10 top
2: notch but, yeah, I mean, this doesn't really move the needle for me, as we discussed on the uh, on the soapbox, um, in terms of the first match back for Cole. Yeah. Um, but, you know.
1: Who would you have him go against instead? I know we talked about, on the soapbox, the possibility of Jay White, why that would have been good, that sort of thing. But, like, current AEW roster, who would you pick? I
2: don't, I don't know. There's a lot, of, a lot of fucking people
1: around. I'll give you my <laughs> answer, and I'm not proud of it. Yeah. Okay j lethal because i feel sure. like you would have the built-in heel shenanigans of everyone else around him but also yeah. lethal is a dude who he's worked with he's comfortable yeah. with they have a history like you could have a good storyline reason for why lethal would put himself in that um yeah and yeah i i just think it, it would have been you know a, a fine match between the two
2: yeah, lethal can definitely uh, take a loss there. Yeah, uh, again, <laughs> okay.
1: he's not he's not my favorite person. on the Or planet. fuck it,
2: Matt Taven, there you go. Or Mike Bennett.
1: Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Random. Not that I want to guy. see them on Josh TV. Woods. But Let's go. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, I mean, you know,
1: Tony sure. Nice. He's pretty
2: decent He he do be nice. Nice, nice, pretty dece Nice, nice, nice. Alex Marvez
1: deece. was backstage trying to get a word with Don Callis and Kenny Omega about the status of the Young Bucks. This was all about building storytelling for what would Drama. happen after the main event. As Callis is saying, "Look, look, look! You, you don't don't worry about the bucks. It's all about being the god of professional wrestling tonight." Yeah, and he of course distracted, which of course paid off when he won cleanly. <laughs> John Moxley and Stu Grayson had a match. Started a little off, but turned into a pretty decent match. Uh yeah. I see Stu getting over um the Avalanche Death Rider finish was sick. Yeah, it was. Um,
2: that was fucking dope. Uh,
1: but I I'm I'm digging this like meaner side of both frankly Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order. Like they're, they're yeah. less like the comedy group right now. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No. They're uh being very physical. A lot of physicality in this feud.
1: Renee Paquette was backstage with Ricky Starks. Starks says, hey, Rickett. Juice, I got a challenge for you on Friday. It was what it was. Okay. Uh, we had QTV. The less Yawn. said the better. Um, Tony Storm defeated Sky Blue in probably Sky Blue's best match in AEW so far.
2: Very athletic match. I was, was uh I was, uh, my eyes were drawn to the screen during this match. Such, such <laughs> athleticism, man. It was just, I was, I was very impressed by the level of athleticism in this match.
1: We get the sweet great music, German suplex and storm zero <sighs> to finish it off <sighs> three moves of doom out of Tony storm post-match man. Soraya Ruby enter the ring. looks like they're in attack sky blue, but out comes Willow Nightingale, Riho and the pipe. Yeah. To chase them off. Stu Grayson was backstage with the doctors. Box pops in and said, Ah, eh, you know, that sucks, kids, but then the breaks. As they then beat down Stu Grayson <laughs> and the Doctors. I <laughs> love it. I, I'm I'm loving this heel version yeah. of Blackpool Combat Club. I wasn't sure about it at the beginning. I'm very all much in. enjoying it now. I'm all in. Then it was Kenny Omega, Vikingo. We talked a lot about it at the top of the show. Incredible match. It I was. Forgot to mention it. Vikingo starting with the tope from the jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chef's kiss loved it um post-match
2: two of them actually
1: yeah that's true um post-match tony's in ring to talk to kenny omega omega says hey you know i don't know how many more of these i got me bah, 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 bah. outrush blackpool combat club they jump kenny omega then we get a camera in the back fucking hangman adam page stolen a ambulance like he stone cold steve austin in 1997 mm-hmm. He comes mm-hmm. out with a two by four with fucking nails in it. Uh crowds going fucking crazy. There's a back and forth where uh Omega or sorry uh Hangman shoes away the Blackpool Combat Club, Callus is looking at Hangman, Omega's looking away. Yeah. Callus does the Eddie Guerrero uh ring bounce.
2: Flop. Yeah.
1: And uh Kenny's like, Why'd you beat up Don? And yeah. Drama is how we end dynamite.
2: I don't care for Don Callis. I've been on record with this for a long time.
1: Yeah, I really just want him to just go to the getting Takeshita over zone and not. Yeah,
2: focus on focus on him. Who we haven't seen him. There's there's your perfect opponent.
1: Oh fuck, Takeshita. There he is. Oh man, that would rule. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Friday. No, not Friday. Saturday. Saturday was the show we were waiting on
2: like this but Saturday night's all right for fighting so
1: Saturday we've been told all so all right all right all right i haven't watched a single minute single minute of uh rampage yet because no it just me either aired you know 14 hours ago and i haven't had a chance yeah. to take a look at my dvr uh but i'll just run through the uh the results and the lineup for dynamite next week uh powerhouse Hobbs defeated penta to retain the tnt championship Fuck. um uh, let's see. We had a video package that explained that Kenny Omega is going to be defending the United States Championship against Jeff Cobb this week on Dynamite. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Starks had his confrontation with Juice Robinson. Uh, Robinson wanted the match in New York, and the, in two weeks, they're going to be in Long Island. So it'll be Starks Robinson on Dynamite. Okay. Uh, Bertie King defeated Jake Hager
2: uh as he they, should
1: yes uh hit the uh, all-seeing eye for the finish great um, name swerve did a promo where he said he's going to win the war with keith lee with help from a new affiliate
2: that, that's still happening
1: it is they didn't blow it off yet what the fuck um taya valkyrie defeated Layla gray um hit the road to valhalla on her for the finish sterling mm. pops up with a seasoned assist and he eats a road to Valhalla. Uh, and then the main event was the acclaimed defeating the kingdom. Uh, One pretty clean. Uh, so, for. So, Di- the guys who
2: were challenging for the Ring of Honor tag team matches just lost clean to the acclaim. Okay. Yes. Cool.
1: Uh, so, for Dynamite <laughs> this week, we've got Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia, hey, Orange Cassidy defending the uh, international championship against the Butcher. That should be really fun. Oh, Uh, the BCC of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta in a trios match against Dalton Castle and the boys. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I've heard some uh, people wonder if it's going to turn out to be the Bucks underneath the boys masks. Um, could be fun. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um,
2: I'm sorry. Matt Hardy versus Jungle Boy.
1: Yes. I don't know. What the fuck for? yeah i don't know uh willow nightingale against ruby soho and of course Kenny omega against jeff cobb Um, okay not on not on paper as good a dynamite as we had this past week but
2: look if if in perpetuity dynamites are bookended by an orange cassidy match and a kenny omega match oh yeah i'm cool perfect
1: every week just make it happen just yeah tony take your spreadsheet I know you changed your spreadsheet and talked about it all on on wtf <laughs> just yeah. have segment one orange cassidy versus yeah. segment eight kitty omega versus that's all you need yeah. to do
2: that's it and just create a randomizer in the next uh next field over and then we get our uh, next opponent for for whomever and i'm yeah. I'm cool with it yeah. i'll be watching
1: looking forward to Kenny omega versus sean dean next week on now- dynamite <laughs> That's the captain to (laughs) you, sir.
0: The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at Roughhouse SGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redo's, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and Christoph. that's it fuck Christoph. he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet Christoph. With the launch of the WWE Network, the WWE is proud to unleash a barrage of original programming. From the Monday Night Wars to Legends House, WWE gives a look at their universe like never before. And now it's time for the WWE's newest original program, Writer's Block, where we take you into the room where WWE storylines and matches all pan out. So, uh, I'm thinking, uh, thinking Cena? Yeah! WWE Writer's Block, live and exclusive on the WWE Network. Here incredible feuds come together. So, uh, who do you wanna... Who do you wanna have to take on Orton? What about Cena? Yeah, okay enthralling angles that have captivated WWE audience for years, you see take shape. Like watching a great sculptor work on his masterpiece, you will now see genius unfold on WWE writer's block. Hey, I got an idea. Okay. What about, a uh, Cena versus Cena? Yeah, okay! WWE Writer's Block. Champions created. Storylines formed. Legends come to life. Hey, what if during, uh... Cena vs. Cena... Cena does a run-in. Yeah, okay! And, uh... And Triple H still wins the title. WWE Writer's Block available on the WWE Network.